In Season 3 of the Culture Gooder Podcast, we've been doing a deep dive into each of our 12 teams, or as we call them, flocks. But for these five episodes, we are going to be shifting gears a bit and doing a deep dive into each of our five verticals. Although Gooder started as a run brand, we've expanded into bike, beast, golf, and game. In today's episode, we're talking with Teresa, the community manager of game. I was really excited when we decided to go into the game space because it was uncharted territories for us. Plus, it presented this opportunity to connect with gamers and break the gaming stigma. In 2019, Teresa and I were at TwitchCon kind of doing some preliminary research on on the game vertical. And one thing that kept popping up is, oh, how are you going to respond to the question, you're a sunglass brand, why are you making sunglasses for gamers? And that was the birthplace of our tagline for Game Gooder, which is Game Gooder because gamers go outside too. And that really set the tone for the game vertical that y'all see today. One thing Teresa has taught me is trying new things and changing your mind is a superpower. Because although Teresa has strong opinions about a lot of things, she's always willing to try and evolve. And that is a rare thing. Let's talk to Teresa. This is Culture Gooder with Stephen Lees and Sean Tinney. Each episode this season, we're talking to a different flock leader of the Gooder team to give you a more in-depth look at how we status the quo challenge. Hey, Teresa, thanks for being here today. Hi, thanks for having me. I haven't done a podcast in a while. (laughs) And so involved in. (laughs) You're like the behind the scenes person. It's time to to come out front here. I feel so weird. (laughs) Cool. So let's get a couple lightning round questions in and then get to it, huh? Yeah. Cool. All right. So what's your favorite junk food? Oh, that's so hard. First, I call it the holy food because it's not junk food. It's holy. I think one of my favorites has to be the Entman's donuts when I freeze them because I tell everyone about that life hack. Like that's just something you need to do. Just go buy chocolate covered Entman's, put it in the freezer and it will change your life. You'll never want to eat them the same way again. You heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now that things are opening back up, where would you like to travel the most? I don't know. Like I've been traveling... I don't know. I really want to go back to Japan. I love Japan. And I was supposed to go back in 2020, but pandemic. And so I really just want to go back to Japan or maybe Sweden, like one of those. Awesome. Very different places, but uh, both worth a visit for sure. All right, Teresa, what's the two minute version of your journey to Gooder? What were you doing before? And how did you hear about the brand? So I came across Gooder when I was laid off of my previous job. I was doing digital marketing for a different company. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say names here. So I was doing digital marketing for them. They got sold and they literally told me my job was being shipped to China. So I was laid off looking for something new, but I wanted something that fit a certain type of lifestyle because I like to travel. I like to go to concerts and I was kind of tired of begging jobs to like, let me have some time to go to this show. Let me leave early. I do my job. Why am I trying to convince you that I should be able to do this? So searching, searching, stumbled upon Gooder, a brand I had never heard about. And I literally thought the job posting was a joke because of the pirate and octopus drawing requirement. I was like, oh, some company... It just feels like they want to pull one over on us poor saps looking for a job. And we're trolling you. I totally thought that's what it was. <laughs> but I literally thought this was a joke. And it was everything I wanted in a job, though. And so I was like, you know, I can either spend my day looking at job postings that aren't making me happy, or I can apply for this job and draw a pirate fighting octopus. So I did. And I got the call from Mike to be interviewed. And during this time, I was in final interviews for another company that was actually farther away and I'd have to move there, but I didn't want to move. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw all my eggs in one basket. 
I canceled my final interview with that company. And I was like, let's just see where this goes. And I interviewed with Mike, then I interviewed with Mike and Sean, and then I interviewed with Steven and I got to become the digital marketing specialist for Gooder. And then a year into that, Nicole came to me and was like, hey, do you think we should get into gaming? Because I will talk everyone's ears off about gaming. And I was like, oh, 100%. And then I just took that and became my own personal project. And I pitched the whole concept to Gooder to be in game. And then I applied to be the game community manager. And then I earned the role. And here I am today as a completely different place from where I started. I started in 2018 as a digital marketing person with just me and Mike, and then became the game community manager. All right. So you're in a pretty unique position because it's one that you more or less created for yourself, although there's a template because we have other verticals. But can you briefly summarize what your role involves? You already kind of mentioned your title, but lame title versus real title, you know how we do things here. <laughs> Just talk us through the, the basics. Yeah, so my lame title is Game Community Manager. My fun title is Game Shark, a throwback to the old Game Shark cheat code days, which is one of my favorites. And essentially everything involving game is what I get to touch. So social partnerships, activations, anything and everything that encompasses game is essentially what I get to do, but also slinging like sunglasses and blue light blockers to the gaming community and showing them like fun. And I mean, we've had brands in the space actually say like, this is what the gaming community needs because we're not this like stuffy company that's done the same thing over and over again and just says like, oh, well, we got this. Like we don't have to do anything special. When we're like, no, every day we should do something special because we should always give back to our consumers and we should always do fun things to make them show that we appreciate them. And I think that's one thing that really speaks volumes to Gooder and its consumers of like, we really appreciate the people and we do things to show them that we get to do that. And so like when we created Game Gooder, it was to touch on this audience that was being underserved by the Glass community because gamers are so much more than people who just sit in front of the video games and play all day. And Gooder is really willing to lean into that and status the go challenge on that. Yeah, Teresa, I mean, we're going to go in depth on a bunch of stuff, right? Community lead, what you do for gaming, social lead, flamboyant, athletes, sales, partnerships. But like, what is a day-to-day like? Because I, I think this role of community manager is so vast. I'm curious, like, how is a day-to-day role? How, how does it roll out for you usually? It's definitely not doing the same thing twice. Every day is different. Some days we're talking to sales teams. Some days we're doing social. Some days I'm meeting with partners on getting things locked in and then meeting with Kelly, who is the activations lead on what deals that we could potentially do. Like there's some stuff in the works when this episode comes out that hopefully it'll already be launched, but I'm super excited. But those are things like, it's never the same thing twice. Like you're going to do something one day and it's going to be completely different the next day. Yeah, I mean, for our listeners, I mean, just painting the picture, right? I mean, there's our activations flock, which Teresa's in with all of our other community managers. And Teresa's responsible for the game vertical for building community, social media, flamboyance, which is our ambassador program, athletes we work with, supporting the sales team uh, to get into game shops and partnerships. And so it is a, you know, kind of refer to it in a lot of ways, like a, like a mini CEO of this vertical. And so it's a cool, but it's it's a lot of work y'all do. Yes, <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> but it's fun too. We have our own game, Teresa, that we play and we, uh, we shoot for next questions. Sean, you want odds or evens? I'll go odds. All right. One, two, three, shoot. All I got evens. it. All ones. Oh. Steven's been crushing me, Teresa. Yeah, just, kicking your, <laughs> just kicking your teeth in. So doing the editing for this podcast, I've literally been trying to figure out, like, I thought you guys were rolling dice. 
Like I've been trying to figure out what exactly has been going on because we leave the shoot in and I was like, I have no idea what they're shooting because I don't hear dice or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you keeping track of, are you keeping track of wins and losses? Because I, I feel like I've only got one. It's, it's like, yeah, 10 to one. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's not bad. good. Not good for me. All right. So talking about your community leads specifically, at Gooder, you know, we believe in creating connection. It's really important to us. And one of the ways we do that is having these separate verticals and vertical campaigns. So what is the current vertical campaign for the game vertical? What is it? Why do we do it? What does it mean to you? So the current campaign we're, we have for Game Gooder is called Gamers Go Outside Too. Many people in today's society think that these gamers are just people who sit in front of the screen all day. They don't do anything else. They don't go outside. They just veg out and game. But we know that's not true. Gamers go outside, they hike, they run, they bike, they golf. They do everything a normal person does. Like people act like gamers are these aliens that are on another level, but they're not. They're people who just like to game. And yeah, some of them are professional gamers. Some of them are more novice. It just depends on where you fall, but you're still a gamer and you still do things. And so our goal is to challenge the or status quo challenge and show others that gamers are more than just people who sit in front of a computer all day. They actually have these personalities that shine and are all very different, but they love gaming and we enjoy them as well. And so really it fits within all of our verticals. But then there's this sub vertical where it's like, all right, we just want to talk to gamers because as a gamer myself, like I can talk gaming all day, but as soon as you like want to talk to me about running, I'm out, but I go on seven mile walks. So that stuff is boring to me, but you want, like I said, talk gaming to me, I will talk your ear off. Mention anything about physical activity, mm, I might be a little bit hesitant, but I'm still doing it because I like to go hiking and stuff. I just, it's not my main source of fun. Teresa, I don't know if you remember, you and I and Derek went to TwitchCon in, I think, 2019, back before the world, back before nuclear winter set in. And it was pre-Game Gooder launch, and we, you know, we, were, we were there just kind of looking at everything. And I, I remember it, I was walking down the stairs and I was thinking in my mind, like, all right, we're a sunglass company. We're making sunglasses for gamers. We do blue blocking too, obviously. I'm like, I'm like we're going to have to answer the question. You're a sunglass company. Why are you making sunglasses for gamers? And, and I just said it out loud. I'm like, I'm like, oh, here's our tagline. Game gooder. Gamers go outside too. And it legit, like, I don't know if you remember, like, like, it like happened, like, at TwitchCon walking down the stairs. No, I definitely remember that moment because I also remember, like, just the sensory overload because we normally are the ones that show up in a big way. And just seeing at TwitchCon how everyone was showing up, like, I've already been to these events. And then seeing, like, you and Derek's face of, like, oh, shit. It just felt so perfect because it was that moment of, like, you and Derek seeing, like, yes, Gooder is going to fit in this community. Like, this is us fun. Energetic cells. And then you saying like gamers go outside too just made it very cohesive and just brought it all around together. And it was so it was so great. That's awesome. So what are some of your other favorite things that you've done as far as like campaigns and initiatives go for game? So one that I've been working on is called Debunking the Gaming Stigma. And it really goes speaks to like the fun of gamers. So we've asked gamers, esports players, even gooder staff who are into gaming, just certain questions of like what got them into gaming? What is their physical routine? What other things do they like to do? What's their hype song? And these are just ways to connect and show that like, yeah, these are gamers who love to game and let's talk about their gaming abilities and their rigs and their setups. But also let's talk about the other things that they like to do because it kind of makes it more transparent that these are people who love gaming, but also love other things. 
And that's the real message that we want to get across is that players aren't just these one types of people. They're not, they shouldn't be boxed in like everyone wants to do to them. They should be appreciated and experienced more as a whole unit, as, a, as like a well-rounded person, as opposed to just a singular person. We also made player cards. So everyone who participates, it gets their own little player card that we post on social. And so it's just really cool how they looked and the design team did really well with them. So I'm really excited. Like I know when this podcast is released, all of them will be probably out, but I'm really excited to really showcase what our design team did. Yeah, I can say I love this campaign because longer the days of the stigma that gamers are just like nerds that sit in their basement, right? Like I'm a huge sports person and a lot of my favorite athletes are huge gamers. They are such large and it's, it's just really cool to see where it's gone. And then I just love this campaign of debunking that stigma. You've done a great job with it. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been fun. And I really hope it definitely spreads the word of like gamers are more than just these people who sit in front of their computers and do nothing all day. For sure. So you're also the social lead. And so what does that mean? What does it mean to be the social lead for game? So it means having a plan in place on how to engage with the community about our specific verticals, but also having content that connects with them. You know, we can put out something that is an image, but it may not connect with with the gaming community. It might hit really well with the run community, but it's not going to sit well with the gamers and it's not going to really connect and be fun like we're always trying to do. And so we want to make sure that it tells a story and it really connects with them and sits well and creates engagement, not just engagement of like likes and stuff, but we want conversations. Like we really want to talk to our community. We really want to engage with them and, and just know more. Like some of my favorite moments have been seeing the comments on Game Gooder and then diving deep into like gaming talks and, and talking about our favorite games and things like that and getting recommended games and just things that wouldn't come up unless this was, unless I was a part of this. And so it's been really nice. The one thing I do find funny with my engagement with commenting, a lot of people think I'm male. And I think that's just a, a typical <laughs> a typical mindset of people where they're like, oh, if I'm engaging with someone talking about video games, it has to be a male. And then they find out I'm female and their minds are completely blown because like I can have deep conversations with people. Like my gaming days go back to like early Counter-Strike where I would go to like a LAN room inside of a shopping, like a strip mall. And I would play games with like full of guys in there and having that knowledge and having that experience, like everyone is just always blown away that by I'm like this female who will talk all day about gaming and how much I love it and like go toe to toe with people. And then when they find out like I'm female, they're just like, wait a minute, like what did I just, what conversation did I just have? I love how you just debunked the gaming stigma (laughs) uh, right there in that answer. Yeah, Yeah. yet another one. Well, I feel like your answer contained kind of a lot of this, but if you have any tips and tricks for thriving on social media, what would you suggest? Yeah, so creating conversation and engaging in with those who participate. Like I've actually, when I first started doing the social lead stuff, it was mentioned to me that like I need to scale back because I would spend all day just wanting to talk to people, which I definitely understand there needs to be a balance because sometimes I have other things to do. Well, not sometimes, a lot of times I have other things to do. So finding that balance, but also not making it feel like it's a one-sided conversation. Like if someone's taking the time to leave a comment, like say something back. I mean, yeah, you could like it, but come back and say something like you may not have the, the prepared thing you want to say now, but always come back because it really is necessary. So they don't feel like they're just talking to themselves. One size doesn't fit all. We learned this early on. And it's one thing that I've constantly said about game is what we're doing for the other verticals doesn't really fit with the game. We have a different strategy that we're doing with that. It's a lot more 
Instagram and Twitter focused with some other side pieces that we're still in the process of getting ready to launch. So that way we're not just trying to fit gamers into the bubble of everybody else, but we're learning and taking what we've established and like doing different tests to see what's going to fit well. And then avoid lazy marketing. When you post the same images and the same copy over and over again across all your verticals, people notice that. And then why are they going to want to follow what they're finding on other channels? Like, why would they want to follow Game Gooder if they're seeing the same content on our main Gooder account? So we've definitely done a lot of work to create content and copy that speaks to gamers a lot better and, you know, creating that engagement, but then also leaning into Twitter and doing something different there because that's a key piece that we weren't really doing a lot with, but now we're growing even more because of knowing that gamers really like to engage on that platform. Very cool. So, you know, speaking about community, our ambassador program is called the Flamboyant. So for our listeners out there, a flock of flamingos is referred to as a flamboyant. So it just works out perfectly. So Teresa, why is our uh, ambassador program different from others? So ours isn't a catch-all for the brand. Most ambassadors just, like most ambassador programs want to have it where it's like, oh, it's just brand-centric. Like they'll have a mix of runners, bicyclists, and so on in their ambassadors. But that's not what we do. Every vertical has their own ambassador. So Game Gooder has their own. And we lean into the people who mainly want to talk about gaming, but also do other things like go outside, exercise. Like there's one flamboyance member who has his Twitch gym. So he games, but he also has a live stream of a gym that he does. And that's things that we lean into. And then also the game flamboyance doesn't participate in a Facebook group. We actually have a Discord channel that we all meet on because that's more in tune with gamers and what is better because a lot of gamers barely have Facebook accounts these days. And so it's understanding like where to connect with them and how to talk to them. Just finding people who also want to engage in a very fun, silly kind of way, but also remain authentic. Like one thing that I've always told the flamboyants for Game Gooder is if you're not comfortable doing something, you don't have to. Like we do put these challenges out there, little that are on the fun, silly side. And if someone's not comfortable doing it, I wouldn't expect them to do it. Like I make it perfectly clear, like you do not have to do this. Be authentic to yourself because that's what we want from our members. We don't want people who are just doing it because they feel like they have to or force because then that's when it's not authentic and you can really tell. Mm -hmm. Maybe along those lines, what's the most insane thing you've ever seen a flamboyance member do? So the game flamboyance is pretty tame right now. I think every vertical starts out with people who are still becoming comfortable with the idea because the game vertical is very new and has a lot of new people involved who didn't know the brand before they joined. Like they saw it, someone recommended it to them and they joined. So they're still getting comfortable with the verdict. And like, and I think as, as it evolves, we're really going to see people shine. But like what I've seen with other flamboyance members that I really know the gaming flamboyance can really lean into is like I've seen some great photoshops I've seen some great backgrounds and so far flamboyance has done some great videos and even people who like are trying to get into the flamboyance now are creating videos and messaging me and be like look at this great video I made can I get into the gooder flamboyance now (laughs) so it's been kind of cool seeing that and seeing how it's growing and catching fire and I know like I can't wait for next year's flamboyance because I really have a feeling like they're just going to catch, like they're just going to pop off and do some crazy things because they know they can. And I think right now they're just testing the water. The flamboyance is our core. It's our community. It's our people. It's every day. But we also work with athletes or influencers. So how do you approach working with athletes? And, you know, like what do we look for when we're engaging with somebody on a, a more professional paid level? So... For the gaming side, they're actually called content creators. Even the athletes are called that. So working with content creators is 
not easy as just messaging someone and saying, hey, do you want to work with us? Like, cool. No, there's a whole thing we have to do. We have to, one, make sure that they're a good fit, that they even want to work with us. There's usually an agent involved or the content creators on their own, and they might not have a good grasp of what kind of business deals or how to even approach a business deal. So there's a lot of that, especially in the gaming community. But before approaching a content creator, I really like to make sure that we have everything in in like a line, like I can make them an offer of money if that's a thing. But also I want to send them glasses. Like I don't just want to work with someone who wants to get paid to work with us because our biggest thing is being authentic and loving the brand. And you can really tell versus someone who's just doing it to get paid and versus someone who's just doing it to love the brand. And I think that's one of the biggest things. But also I do a full deep dive in background checks. Like I want to make sure that the content creators we work with don't have any kind of like dark spots because in the gaming world, there is a lot of toxicity. There's male toxicity, there's anti-LGBTQ, there's anti-people of color. And we want to make sure that the people we work with don't have those kind of black spots. We want true people who support everyone, who are authentic and love our brand because they love it, not because it's just going to get them paid. Inclusion for the win. (laughs) Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, how do you support the sales team and kind of the retail side of things? So for sales team, providing insight on where the community is purchasing games and their items, such as like headsets and what things are going to speak to them. And then also like how to do the marketing behind it, mainly because like I do have my background in digital marketing. So I definitely can help on like the SEO, SEM side. And I help a lot with the paid advertising and then keyword research. I already have that background. So I'm really good at helping like our digital marketing team. And then helping the sales support of guiding them on where would be a good fit to carry us or even doing the research on like, hey, maybe we go after these smaller game shops to see if they would potentially want to give us a try. Cool. So where's your favorite place to buy gear and have you gotten them to sell gooders yet? I usually buy a lot of my stuff straight from the brand, but if I don't, then I'm buying it from Best Buy usually. No, they haven't started selling gooders yet. Hopefully they will because they already carry Theragun, they carry Nordic Track and all this other like exercise stuff. And I really feel that Gooder would be a good fit for them because one, we're an affordable sunglass in this array of expensive electronics. And it's just a nice piece, especially because we have the blue light blocking glasses. And then the sunglasses, I think, would just speak volumes to that organization and carrying us would be like an addition because I've seen them. They have blue light blocking glasses, but they're always the super expensive ones and over $100 when ours are $25 and super comfortable. This is kind of a, a curveball in here, but what do you think the whole GameStop uh, Robinhood thing that happened? I am loving that because it's not just <laughs> happening to GameStop, it's happening to AMC, but I really think it's sticking it to like the hedge fund people. And even like the government is trying to prevent things like this from happening again. But it's like, why are you trying to prevent people from like coming up and and being able to support and also earning some money because of this? I think it's amazing. I think it also is showing like how corrupt Wall Street and our government can be when it comes to trying to have like the smaller person rise up and they just want to like keep us down. But I love it and I hope it just continues. I want to be sold in GameStop personally. My favorite thing I saw from there, Sean will love this because he's in Bend, Oregon, the home of the last Blockbuster video store. Blockbuster tweeted at GameStop, hey, internet, do your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Help. Little late, Blockbuster. Little late. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. We'll see if that works. 
So if anyone from GameStop or Best Buy is listening, hit us up. Let's get something going. The one thing I really did love about that situation also is it saved jobs. I mean, GameStop was really on a brink of going bankrupt. And that kind of thing helped save so many jobs. And again, it was people rallying around and not wanting big like big Wall Street to bet on the losing team. And they were like, no, we're not going to allow this. And the people have risen up to have a voice. And I really think it's amazing. I can't wait to see what happens again. <laughs> yeah, right. So obviously, we want to create these retail partnerships. But what what is the other side of partnerships look like to you, Teresa? Why Why are we different in that space? And how do we approach it? So partnerships for me is working with another brand in a fun way that's going beyond the same old marketing kind of gimmicks. People just want to like partner with a brand and then kind of walk away or they're like, hey, let's do this giveaway. But it's not fun. Like it's always like follow whatever. And so we really try and work with brands that are fun and want to lean into that, but also go beyond the just typical partnership. We might do a large scale partnership that requires more or we might do a lower partnership that just is a social scale. Or trying to figure out a way that we can mutually benefit each other, whether it's something through social or an activation or just something that we can really support. I feel like Gooder does a really good job at trying to trying to work with brands. Like we're the kind of brand that like thinks that there's room in this world for everybody. There are other sunglass companies that we're fine with. We're not trying to outdo them. We believe there's enough room for everybody. And so instead of us thinking like, oh, we can only be the only brand in the room, we want to help build up everybody. So working with smaller brands, like we're not really paying attention to like, well, how many followers do they have? Do they have the 100,000 or do they have the 10,000? Like, oh, we can't work with someone who only has 5,000. That's never been said. And that's something I really like is because by lifting us up, we're helping lift up smaller brands because eventually the way I say it is Gooder is a little big company now. But eventually we will be a big company and we will remember those who are like us and where we started from. And so hopefully we'll pay it forward and help other small companies reach their goals and partner with them. Because the only way everyone is going to survive in this world is we work together. And I really think Gooder is really about working together, whether you're small, big, medium sized We just want to work with you as long as you want to have some fun. Yeah, right. The abundance mindset. Like there is a such a big piece of pie out there. Like we don't need to fight over it. We can all just share it together. So what's your favorite partnership thus far? And then what's your dream partnership? So it is a little hard because we've done some really fun things. Control Freak, Honey Stinger, and the Garmin was amazing. Like I knew Garmin would pop off, but I didn't realize how big it would pop off. But also being able to support their esports watch, which a lot of people didn't know they had. And so being able to do a giveaway around that was amazing. But then CLG has also been a really interesting partnership that has had a ton of key learnings. And we've been able to do some amazing things with them, like make a sunglass for them and a blue light blocker, but also having their players in photo shoots. But I really feel like that partnership just provided me so much key learnings from being a partner and what's required. Because when we made that deal, we didn't really have a lot of expect. Like we had expectations, but we really didn't know what to expect from it. And then also we had some things in it that required us to be in person, but then COVID hit and we didn't have any kind of contingency plans on like, okay, well, how do we handle not being able to do live events now? And what can we do as workarounds? And so those are really big key learnings of like, okay, next time we make a deal like this, we need to have contingency plans. We need to have other options besides like this is it and other deal points into this. And I really think that has been really helpful and like what we do next. And what's your dream partnership? Oh, that's so hard. 
I would love to team up with game developers or a headset company. Our glasses fit really well with headsets and having a gooder headset combo like with Turtle Beach or SteelSeries or even Corsair would be amazing. But then also getting gooders into a AAA game would be so amazing. And for those who don't know what a AAA game is, a AAA game is when a gaming designer, a gaming company puts a shit ton of budget around this game and makes it like their marketing is on point. Like Cyberpunk is a AAA game that fell short, but that's just a prime example of like what a company does marketing wise and talks about this big game and spends so much money on it. And just having that and having Gooder in that game, but also doing something that has glasses that match outside, I think would be fucking amazing. You want to know my dream partnership is for game? Ooh. Well, I got two. One is I really want us to, like, some like PlayStation to do just, like, a fucking tropical Gooder console, like a limited run. But what I really want is, like, some, like, Oculus and Gooder to team up and do, like, a limited run of $25 VR headsets. And it's, it's like, there's only, like, 100 in the world. Like, that's, that's my real dream. That's amazing. That would be pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't top that. All right. So from just a high level perspective, Teresa, what's your favorite part about being a community manager? I really enjoy the moments where I get to talk about gaming. As everyone tells me, I light up when I get to talk about gaming. And it's just something that I love to do. I really love to focus on like our outside partnerships and then responding to the comments on social media and talking about different games. I really wish there was more in the hours in the day so I could actually game (laughs) because I feel like I spend so much time talking about gaming. I don't get to game as much. But I do love talking about gaming, and I could talk about that all day long, honestly. Even though you're, you're like professionally gaming for a, your purpose project, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I do love the fact that I went from digital marketing specialist to someone who now just gets to talk about gaming all day. I mean, granted, I can talk analytics and A and B testing all day. Don't get me wrong. But I, can, I love talking about gaming. Oh, what a gift. So we get you out of here on this two-part question. One is, you know, what's your advice for someone to start building community? And then second, tell everybody about Gooder Island. How to really start building your community is just, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You need to take time with it. You need to put effort into it and you need to work on it. Try A and B testing. Trial and error is a big thing. But you also might want to do something like post something and then it won't hit and then do something again and then it hits right away. Like you don't know if it's going to be the copy of the image, but just try. And then making sure you have your actual voice and who your brand is, because if you want to go one way and then you waver and go another way, Consistency is really key, especially to the gaming community. If you tell your fans you're going to drop something at 10 a.m. and then you don't drop it until 10.30, that's going to really mess with trust. And trust is really important, especially for a brand and a personal brand. So if you really want to stick with your community, you really want to show them true authenticity, make sure you show up. Make sure you're willing to do the work and also engage with them and build trust because that is how you're going to eventually keep them around and make them want to continue to support you. And then as far as Gooder Island goes, It should be launched by the time this podcast comes out, but been working on a Animal Crossing island for Gooder that has a Carl the Flamingo Mountain. It is called Gooderland. It has CEO Carl and we're putting special outfits in it and there's flamingos everywhere and there's a running track and you get to hang out with Carl and then have special edition Gooder outfits that you can only get by visiting the island. I fucking love this thing. (laughs) It's so fun to see. I can't wait for that to be real. All right. So just wrapping up with some advice here. We'll try to hit these pretty quickly. What's your biggest fuck up or one thing that you wish you would have done differently? 
So speaking of Animal Crossing and Gutter Island, there is something I wish I'd done differently. So hopefully, again, we'll have this figured out by the time this podcast goes live is, but I built this campaign around us being able to use Discord because Discord is where a lot of us talk. It has a huge Animal Crossing following as well. But I found out later on that Gooder actually didn't give permission for us to have a Discord, that one of our employees created it and told us all to share it with our friends. And so then it was brought up like, okay, (laughs) we need to pause it. And so now we're not planning on doing something till 2022 with Discord, which puts a huge wrench into the Animal Crossing plan. So we're trying to figure out a good workaround. That way we can still communicate properly with everybody. Because Nintendo doesn't have a solid solution on communication unless you're friends. And I don't know if I can have a million friends who are Gooder fans. So we're trying to figure out that solution in the best way possible, but still allowing us to build a proper plan for Discord, but also having Animal Crossing still be fun and engaging. Right on. Well, I know this is a very recently launched vertical, but have you made any big shifts since launch? Yeah, uh, walking before running. (laughs) I know that everyone in this call knows that I really like to take on big projects and try and do it all. Like my goal was to have so many things launched for Game Gooder before like the end of this year. But realistically, that's not happening because there's time, there's bandwidth, just things that I don't have the ability to do just on my own because I need the support of the team or I have other things I need to get done first. And so, yeah, so I really had to learn to slow down and take my time. I mean, I still end up saying like, oh, I took on too much this week because there was one week where I was trying to get stuff for a gifting for a celebrity, a virtual convention, and then trying to gift a bunch of glasses to a college. And I'm one person trying to handle this all. And I'm trying to work with the team on this. And then I like ping Kelly. I was like, yeah, so I think I fucked up and I took on too much this week. (laughs) (laughs) It happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah. That checks out. Until you can recruit all your avatars to help you, I think you should maybe just try to do slightly less. <laughs> what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of Game Gooder. I pitched the idea to the company. They took me seriously. And it was really great because I've tried to pitch either ideas to companies, things that I knew would be like good marketing tactics and things to do. I wasn't part of a boys club or I wasn't part of the cool kids. And so they didn't really want to listen to me, despite the track record I have in digital marketing of showing I know how to grow a company. And so it was nice to be like a gooder and being able to pitch this and not being like told like, oh, well, you're not a founder, so you can't pitch something. And the fact of just having this ability, especially because there are a lot of times I don't feel like I'm a cool kid or someone who fits like the mold of a normal person, air quotes. And I feel like gamers are like this group of misfits that are just perfect for me and perfect for me to talk to because we all understand each other and our love of gaming, but also our love of other things. So being able to pitch Game Gooder and then being able to take on as the lead of it is a really big success for me and so amazing. Agreed. Super proud of you. That's awesome. All right. What about three cheat codes for anyone in the game space? Take chances with brands. You might be surprised on what they bring to the table. Giving back to the community is really important. Like consumers buy your stuff all the time. You do DLCs and require money from them, but what are you giving back to them? And giving back to them is really important. And so working with these brands who either support the company or even a local artist are really big, important things that I really think people should be willing to do. Money doesn't buy authentic love for a product. Find those who love your brand because the genuine love for it is there, not because they're getting paid. Those are really big things that I really am about. And then don't bullshit gamers. We can smell that shit from a mile away. Be honest, be authentic, because if you say one thing and do another, it's going to be all over Twitter and Reddit. 
and we will blow up in not a good way. So we love brands who are authentic, who aren't going to bullshit us because gamers are allies and we will support a brand 110% if you show us the right courtesy and the right love. That's right. The recent stock market thing is a great example of that. (laughs) Oh, completely. Like gamers are really known as the smart consumer. So we're not someone you can just try and pull shit over. We got you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Teresa. It was really fun to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. All right. And thanks, Stephen, of course. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to subscribe and send us your questions at gooder.com slash culture. Until next time, be excellent to each other. Thank you so much for listening. Send us your questions, learn more, and find episode resources at gooder.com slash culture. If you enjoyed yourself today, which we're sure you did, we would be so grateful if you could please leave us your star rating and review. That minute and a half of your time, it really does help people find us. And don't forget to share us on your stories, tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your delivery person who's probably listening to some other shitty podcast right now. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at culturegooder and Stephen at Stephen Lease. That's Stephen with a PH because those V people are not trustworthy. Culture Gooder is produced by our in-house Gooder team. So many thanks to the Culture Gooder team and also everyone else at Gooder, really without whom there obviously would be nothing to even podcast about. At Gooder, we exist to give you the permission to be unabashedly yourself, unless you're an asshole. So don't be. See you next time.